0: Yes, g'day and welcome to the first edition for 2020 of the Duck and Rico's Red Dirt Podcast where we talk everything off-road and of course off-grid. This week we'll talk Australian caves. (laughs) That's right, we all love checking out a cave. We'll talk about summer holidays, outback plans and travel for this year and of course a whole lot more. We'll shoot the breeze and, of course, we'll lose our way, as we usually do. So grab yourself a cold one, kick back and spend some time with us, two knockabout blokes who haven't seen each other for
1: a while. Let's get into it. Rick, hey, oh, day, mate. Mate, it's the podcast you've been waiting all year for. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. How have you been? Happy New Year, pal, the Happy first time New I've year, seen mate. you. Yeah, it's been good, mate. I had a pretty cruisy one. I, I never ended up going up to Corner Country. It was just, just too hot for me.
0: Mm. Oh, mate, it would have been, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, look... I Look, we definitely will talk about it because it's it's big and it's happening in these the, the fire, the bushfires that have been. Um, it, it's they seem to have been everywhere. Mm. I mean, although they have been in you know, south-east Queensland, we've had them in huge in New South Wales, not far from where we are here. Yep, out here at Blue Collarville. And um, we had them close here, not close enough to give us anything but a lot of discomfort and a lot of black leaves and ash. People around here were especially just up the Bells Line of Road lost properties and things like that. That's Down right. south was where. It was just enormous. We've had people tragically just lose their lives.
1: Yeah, whole town's wiped out, mate. It's just um, horrendous.
0: Incredible. Um, and then uh, Kangaroo Island, um, which and- was just devastated. Uh, and then parts of Victoria. It's just been unbelievable. It started early, the bushfire season, on the mid-north coast and in southeast Queensland. Yeah. And it's just got worse. And we'll talk a bit about that. And plans for trips that are around the place. I've got one on, as you know, Yep. Um, to try and go back to some of these towns and do something um i mean i mean you, I, don't, I don't know how people are comprehending the fact that they've lost family members i mean it's just devastating and and, and properties and and the people's homes or people with nowhere to live it's just incredible um and look there's a lot of especially on social media a lot of noise of whose fault it is and
1: yeah, reasons um, for it, which the, which the really, finger pointing is starting to get a bit old, isn't it? it
0: well, I think it is, and I mean now is not the time. There'll be a, actually there'll be a time for that. I'm, I'm sure. I think bush management and in the in the you know in what when we say the off season in the cooler months yep. probably needs to be looked at as well. There's been a lot of fuel left on the ground in a lot of year over a lot of years and things like that. Tracks closed, which haven't caused the fires, but haven't helped, and it certainly have restricted access for the bushfire is to get in and absolutely and, it and, and, you know, and, and do things. So that's that, it's so an obviously
1: that'll be that'll be a part of everything else that, yeah. that he's discussed. But the the other side of the coin, mate, is um, you know, we as Australians, how, how everyone's come together to mm. to to help those people mm. in need. And let's hope that all of this money that's been raised and it's phenomenal, phenomenal amounts it of money. It gets to people. Gets to people. Yeah, it gets to not, people on the not, ground. Not actually to um, you know holding companies and yeah, it's You just, know, all yeah. that stuff, it actually gets distributed to the people mm. that need it.
0: It's hard to criticise anybody because it's a bit unprecedented what's happened here.
1: Oh, 100%. Uh,
0: and I mean, look, we've had big bushfires in the past and you look back over, you know, 100, 200 years, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's the country we live in.
1: Of course, but um, the difference between now and 200 years ago is, you know, 20 million people living on the coast. Mm, yeah, that and the fact that and in the last, say, 10, 20 years, um,
0: the fire prevention you know methods that we took throughout the year hasn't yep. been happening as much, um, so there's a lot to talk about. And like we say, we can't. It's hard to criticise anybody because I think everybody's just trying to do their best and trying to you know come up with suggestions and come up with some some answers and how to prevent this sort of devastation in the future. So um, good luck to everyone that's involved. But I do agree with you in regards to the fundraisers. A lot of money, not just Aussies either. No, that's People from right. overseas, famous people. Yeah, that's uh, There the, the was someone, singer Pink. Donated half a mil. Well, somebody was telling me Elton that someone's John, ra- half a mil? He, no, he, he, no, he, he, was a mil. Was he? One million.
1: Well, he'd have a few to spare,
0: wouldn't you think? Oh, you would. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what a gesture!
1: Yeah, it's lovely, uh, isn't
0: and, it? And, and and obviously, when on, I saw a clip of him on one of his concerts, on one of his shows, where he um he said Australia was one of he's been coming here since the seventies, and a lot of lot of fans out here, obviously, and has a soft spot for Australia, and pledged a million bucks.
1: Yep. How yeah, good is that?
0: Yeah, you know, very very good. So um. You got to be happy with that. As you can see, we've got the secretary here today, Mrs. Duck, doing some yes. stuff, just putting some pot plants around. Good on you, love. We're normally in the shed, a bit odd in there today. So she's giving us a wave as she walks by. But um, yeah, so yeah, so it's been a, a big effort from everybody, and well done. And and um, from donating money to doing things like people are really trying to, because these these some of these coastal towns, their summer holiday trade is
1: gone. Absolutely. We we were talking earlier about uh, you know the the number of caravan parks that had to be evacuated. Mm,
0: well, I know of nineteen. We've got a trip that we're putting together in March, and we'll tell people about that, um, remind people about that very shortly on this podcast. Um, so how you can come down and help. And what we're doing is is a you know basically half a drop in the ocean of what has to happen, but it's our bit. Right. And if it el- if it helps somebody, it's worth doing. So
1: absolutely, we'll do that.
0: And I notice there's a few trips around the place as well, where the four wheel drive community are getting involved. Even the boating industry is getting involved, where all these people are don't you know donating their time, skipping their boats, and taking bushfires out on the water for a day.
1: Yeah, I've and seen all sorts of things. Yeah, like which that. is
0: good, and and it's just typical Australian. And know say? Yeah. It's not just the Aussies. Plenty of people overseas. Chipping in as I've a, well. i got a
1: mate who's an accountant. He's offered to do any fireys tax and mm. Baz stuff for free between now and February. Really? Which is pretty awesome. That is pretty good, yeah. Well know, done. That's all he can do. Should but give him a plug. Well, well done. J Corp accountants, jump on to me if you're a fiery or do your tax for you. Yeah, that's a, that's a great
0: idea. And that's the thing. I mean, there was all these little things. And the thing is, it's not just the fieries. I'll tell you who they haven't been forgotten, but they haven't been mentioned a hell of a lot. The people who own machinery, who have gone out with dozers and excavators, yeah, and right. did a lot of land clearing, And put themselves you know. in
1: harm's way. Uh, yeah, quite and quite their often.
0: equipment at their own cost, transported yep. the you know their machinery out there, then hopped on the dozer and you know made fire breaks and did all these things um, at their own at their own expense to try and help. There's been those people. There's been people who have made sandwiches and made up you know big jugs of cordial and turned yep. up to fire stations and help. There's just been an array of people. That have banded together, people who aren't even in the bushfires with their own Utes and trucks, with water tanks on board to go out and help with pumps, and it's been an amazing effort from everybody concerned. And we certainly, our heart certainly does go out to those people, especially the families who have lost family members. It's just terrible. I mean, how do you comprehend all of that? And then obviously the people who have lost property. Anyway, it's it's been a one hell of a summer so far, and it's not over yet. And um, No, it's not. Yeah, so um, we wish everybody well who's involved in that. In saying all of that, there has certainly been a lot of summer holidays around the place. Um, what did you end up doing? You were going to Cameron's Corner, and that didn't happen.
1: No, we were going to go to Cameron's Corner, but uh, to go away for that sort of period of time, you you sort of got to take the dog with you. You can't just leave him at home for a week or two. Mm. And uh, to be out there, you know, high 40 degrees... I think it's great. No, no, definitely not. And you missed out on your three New Year's Eves. I actually... Yeah, maybe next year.
0: Spur of the moment, I went to the central coast of New South Wales. wasn't too far from where we are here. Stayed at a great place called Blue Lagoon Beach Resort. And yeah, so
1: I did see, I did see that mate. You're, you're quick to rub it in when you do go, aren't you? Mm. Gee whiz, do muck around. I've got to say that we straight didn't on the blow, oh, Rick. I'm just looking at the ocean, mate.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it was, terrible. It was good. Wish you were here. In saying that, I mean, look. In saying that, and and this goes for I think just about everybody I spoke to that was there. I think people, some people actually thought, you know, not not guilty, but they thought, geez, you know, here we are, like we're here yeah. in a great spot. You know, two hundred kilometers away, people are evacuating places like this. It was just—it was a bit surreal. Like you knew you were there, and and you ensure you were having you know some sort of a good time, but it was always on your mind. And I think, it, and it went for just about everybody that was that I'd spoken to there. They said, "I, oh, you know, we, how good is it here?" But we feel bad for people who who are planning the same sort of holiday, just in a you know a yeah. different location, who have had well, to evacuate.
1: I, I put a similar thing up at. Um on Christmas Eve on Facebook saying, you know, finding it very difficult to get into any sort of celebrated, mm. celebratory mood. Yeah. Why, you know, there's so much suffering and heartache. Yeah, all well, happening on at
0: the same time. And there were a lot of people I met that who had changed plans. There were people who were trying to get into that park where I was and obviously others who were south and got out and then yep. thought, well, where do we go now? And rather than just go home, they've tried to go north and, and, yep. and still have some sort of a holiday. Just like we say, unprecedented. And, um, and I'm just like we say. We wish all those people well. And I will tell you about a trip that we are doing in March to go down and to one of those parks that we were evacuated because they're small business people. And then what you don't realise in some of these caravan parks, they are a part of big chains, but they still are a small it's, business. And yeah,
1: they're still run by families. That's and right. And
0: and then you've got the people who clean the cabins and the people who empty the bins and yep. the people who clean the amenities blocks. They've all lost their pay. Yep. They're casuals. They're employed, the, you know, for the busy summer period. And that, and that money's gone. So we're going to go back to one of those parks. Obviously, we can't go to all of them. We, we, I was actually talking to um, Michelle at Top Parks this morning in regards to maybe trying to do a couple of others because we've just been inundated with people who want to come along with us in March. And um, at least we can go back to one park that was evacuated. And it was evacuated twice. And the reason that was everyone got evacuated and the roads were closed. They couldn't get out. So they had to go back. <laughs> so they went back, got resettled, and they had to get out again. So it was a massive disruption. And then you, you've got to think of, Rico, oh, the cafes, the pubs, the bakeries, yeah, the shops, the absolutely. news agents in the town.
1: They've all spent the money gearing up for this season. Yeah,
0: they've all locked their doors and run for their lives as well. I mean, yeah. it's just been terrible. So if we can go back to one area for one weekend with, at this point, we're looking at around about 100 people. And we're going to look at some entertainment. There's going to be a function on the night and a few other things. And we're actually even thinking of doing a, a special radio program down there. So, um
1: a hundred people, it, mate, they all spend a hundred bucks each in, in that particular, yeah. you know, town or suburb or whatever. Jeez, well, it some, adds
0: up pretty quick. Some people have booked up to four, half a dozen sites. Yeah. You know, caravan, camping, cabins, all yeah, that. So, that. Yeah, so well done to everyone who's um getting involved with that with us. And there's, like we say, there are other trips around as well. And if you did have some sort of a summer holiday, you can flick us an email, let us know how you got on, or if you were affected, send us an email. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and jump on the... Um, contact us button there and we'll certainly will reply to that email. Um, This week on the uh, podcast, not only are we going to talk about summer holidays, we're also going to talk about what plans you may have and what we're up to this year. It's going to be a big year. We're plenty on. And uh, it won't be long before people are heading to the places like the Big Red Bash and heading to the outback. It's only really, you know, another five months away and people will be out in the outback out doing it and travelling and doing all of that.
1: We're also going to talk about Caves, mate. Oh, I'm a big fan of caves. Yeah. yeah. So you're like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Batman, I am.
0: <laughs> the Cape Crusader, Rico, out there. <laughs> so you're going to talk about your what seven favourite caves? Yeah, yeah. So Does the, caves the, beach get a run. Caves beach. Caves beach near Newcastle. No. You're kidding? You? So you haven't been in the caves there? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. But so there are better ones than that. Oh yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about that. What about? Um,
1: I'm, I'm tipping you're not you're not the uh,
0: Thunderbolts Cave. Have you been in that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, okay.
1: I'm tipping you're not the spelunking type. The what? That's what that's what they call caving spelunking. I don't even know what that
0: means. That's anyway. the people
1: that go crawling through the caves on their hands and knees. No, no no, style. no, no, no,
0: no, certainly not.
1: So no. we'll talk about that as well, and we'll obviously get. Do you get claustrophobic? Uh,
0: not really. I do a little bit in a single swag.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably because of the size of me. But you'd be no good in a cave then.
0: But um, certainly, especially the some swags of the ones I've been in. But um, yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, no, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't. And then, and obviously they're pitch black. <laughs> so yeah, you've got a light on your head or a yeah, that's right. Torch in with you. So. that's
1: part of the fun.
0: All right, no, all good stuff. All right, we'll talk about that. We'll also get lost and talk about just about anything and um, and and go from there. So I reckon, Rico, we should just get right into it now. Let's hook in. get the buttons right there ducky boy ah
1: uh, come on mate
0: okay mate
1: so let's talk about let's talk about caves first what do you reckon let's talk about caves mate so um I, as i said i'm tipping you haven't done a great deal of caving and and look i'm i haven't done a whole lot but i've done a bit um you know back in the off-road adventure show days they, the producer was fan was a big fan of making us go and do caves mm. i guess cuz they're easy um there's a cave let's go look in the cave and they're all different, and they're all cool for their own reasons. Mm. Yeah, um, they go getting on their hands and knees with cameras. I guess they just did that. Well, our cameraman uh, at that time was Luke, who you know. did all the photography stuff with you on the radio. Yes, yes. Luke Adams. Uh, Great bloke. He, he's a, a first-rate adventurer. Mm. He He loves it all. He loves everything except caves. Yeah, right. He's a little bit claustrophobic. It was the only time I'd ever seen him hesitate at anything we ever asked him to do. Mm. Um, But yeah, he actually sat one out, which was unusual. Yeah, right, okay. Which is at uh, Capricorn Caves in Queensland. They actually made us go and do some proper caving on your belly, hands and knees, commando style, through the tiny little... But you did this. I did this.
0: Yeah, right, fair enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jamie and I, and we also had Mm. Caroline along, who was... um, Hosting the adventure segments in the early days of the show. Yeah, remember her. Yeah, it was it was an interesting one. That one. But, um, yeah, so that that one does make my list. But the first one is called Lake Cave in WA. WA's home to some magnificent caves. This one's about 15k south of Margaret River, which is a beautiful region in itself. You ever mm. been to Margaret no. River, in WA? No, no, oh, but I'd most. certainly love
0: to get there. And on the plans. Hopefully later in the year when we go over for the Perth four-wheel drive show, we might explore that little region oh, if we've got great. time.
1: That, yep. that whole sort of bottom corner there at WA mm. is amazing.
0: Mm.
1: Um, this cave, this is a real crystal wonderland. Beautiful still waters, and they reflect the sort of the stuff that's going on above with all your, your stalagmites and stalactites and all that sort of thing. You know the difference between stalagmites? No, no,
0: the, you just keep talking, mate.
1: Stalagmite, stalactite. Stalactite goes down from the top. Right. And you can remember it because it's got to hang on tight, otherwise it'll fall down. mm so that's your stalagmite. And your stalagmite might make it to the top one day. Yeah. Right that's okay. how you remember them. There you go. You learned something today. Um, and the, the highlight in this one is a thing called the suspended table, which is a massive column of calcite hanging from the ceiling, and it hovers just above the lake. So it's a pretty spectacular sight. It was first discovered in 1901. Dude's going down there with lanterns yep. on, a, on a rope. Yep. How hairy would that be? Been the first one to go down again. Oh, no mate, idea yeah. what's down there. I either. remember
0: watching. I remember watching um, the boys on All for Adventure, and um, Jason and Simon. And Jason went down this. What was an old mine yeah, shaft? Yeah, I Did, saw it. Do you remember that? That was crazy, mate. That was mate. Talk about mad. And yeah. I mean, obviously, some of the stuff they do is just sort of off the cuff. And they've tripped over the fact that this hole was there in the ground. So he's decided to go down there. Uh, and if they'd have got if that had turned if it had turned into shit, he would have been in a lot of trouble. I mean, he been
1: staying there for a long time.
0: Absolutely, and um, they're pretty brave the boys, aren't they? But oh, that they, was just—they are at, as mad as cats. I've got to tell blokes. you, that put me off a bit because, mate,
1: you are, mate, you're mad going down there. Yeah, I mean, we've we've come across a bunch of those over the years. Yeah, I'm sure and, you have, and I won't do it. Mm,
0: no. but you, you've travelled a fair bit, of, and you look at those sorts of programs, and and that is a great show, and. Um, that one that they do, the boys. What would, what would be your favourite part of Australia? Do you think you'd, if someone said to you, mate, you got one last trip to do, rico eh? this is it. You're not, you're not
1: going to be doing any more after this. There won't be any caves. It'll, right. be, it'll be the Simpson Desert.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Well, quick
1: answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no question. I mean,
0: you talked to someone like Graham Cahill. He says Arnhem Land. I mean, there's so much to choose from, I and mean, you've been to it's so many places. Oh, it's, it's such it's a hard tough to come question. up with a quick answer to that. But you've done that
1: pretty well. You know what? There's, uh, there's plenty of places that haven't been yet that could. Could absolutely mm. topple that. So. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Anyway, but, but from you where right. I have been, that that's that's right up there.
0: So make caves, so move along. What's our next cave? All right,
1: so moving over to South Australia. South Australia is home to probably more caves than anywhere else in the world, believe it or not. Um, the Naracoorte Caves. So this, this is a place that's renowned for acting as a natural pitfall and, and it provides a trap and um, for animals and stuff. So the result is there's lots of fossils down there. Yep. Lots and lots of fossils from, from way back, for 500,000 years ago. Uh, and they provide a wealth of knowledge about ancient species of megaflora, megafauna and things like that. And it's a network of 26 different caves. Uh, and that one's around 305 caves from Adelaide on the Limestone Coast. Mm. So it's, I haven't been into that one, so I'm pretty keen to go and check that one out. Another one that I have been to is called Gun's Plain Cave in Tassie. Mm. So... Um, this is in the northern part of Tassie, and it's renowned for its calcite shawls and flowstones. So these these are big formations that have formed over millions of years underneath there by underground water and calcium are all solidifying, and it looks amazing. It really does. Um, there's an underground river there, and that still flows today. The cave's illuminated by glowworms, which if you've ever been to the, the glowworm tunnel outside of Sydney, you'll know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yep.
0: That all that mm. all got burnt.
1: Do you know that? No, I didn't. Recent fires, yeah. Yeah. Not surprised. Mm. Yeah, glowworms are they're they're a funny little phenomenon, aren't they? Mm. Kids love that sort of stuff. Uh, and this one was discovered in 1906 when a bloke was out hunting and his dog fell into it. Uh. That's how they found it. So there you go. In Victoria, uh, another one I've been to is Bucking Caves. You want to make sure you get that right. Bucking Caves, that's mm. right. So oh. it formed 400 million years ago. That's that's incomprehensible, isn't it? How do they work that out? I don't know. Who works that out? They say 40,000
0: years ago this happened. How long did you just say that cave was for? 400
1: million years. I mean, how
0: really? I mean, how accurate is that? I mean, how would they know know that? Maybe there's a calendar in there. Who knows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a clock.
0: If you were around 400 million years ago, send us an email.
1: Let us know (laughs) if this is true. Yeah, go on. So the Bucking Caves are really cool. It's it's a honeycomb of crystallised calcite and stalagmites and stalactites. Um, And there's one particular section where this um this big calcium sort of wall hangs down off the roof. Yep. And it looks like a piece of streaky bacon. Right. Made my mouth water. Mm. Beautiful still water sitting across the bottom with amazing reflections of the stalactites on the roof. It's just incredible. Mm. Really. And that one was really easy going to get in and out of, yep. which um Well, that one might be me, which is, you know, a lot different to some of these things. Mm. Um so this was found 280 k's east of Melbourne in 1887. And uh, in an unusual move for the time, they once they'd found this cave, they set that whole land area aside uh, as a reserve, which is what not, they normally wouldn't do, that sort of stuff. It was actually set aside for stock and stock camping and that sort of stuff. So they thought the caves there were pretty important. Moving into New South Wales, the obvious one, of course, is Janolan Caves, which yes. most people have heard of. It's mm. world famous. Uh, 110 k's east of Sydney in the Blue Mountains. Now, these these caves were allegedly used as a hideout by escaped convicts. Yeah, right. And that's how they sort of became famous. Um, the convict that gets the most mentioned is a bloke called James McKeon mm. in the 1830s. And there's not a whole lot of information around about James McKeon. He got transported out here for um, holding up churches, believe it or not, you what know, did you, in what Ireland. What's the point of that? Well, they'd send the plate around and then yeah. he'd go in and say, oh, I'll have that plate, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so he got busted and they sent him out here. Fair enough. He was sentenced to life, but life normally meant around, mm. you know, seven to 15 years. So he was mm. given the ticket of leave and went and did something bad again and was on the run doing a bit of bush ranger stuff. And sent out here. And he would he would hang out in Janolan Caves. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, and a bloke called James Whalen was out there trying to find him. Um, and that was in 1838 was when they first discovered this massive network of caves while they were looking for the bush ranger. Interesting story behind that. Capricorn Caves. This is the one where I actually went and did some proper caving on my belly and mm. did the whole commando thing in the dark in a tiny little...
0: This is all on film too, isn't it? Yeah, mate. You to
1: get, you, you're no doubt you'd have a copy of that somewhere if they sent it to me. Oh, I'm sure sure it'll be out there somewhere. So this is located in a limestone ridge about 25 k's north of Rockhampton, right near the Tropic of Capricorn. Capricorn Caves were formed by a shallow sea that covered the area around 390 million years again
0: good stuff another one that we need to yeah. just make
1: sure double check double check that uh, the cathedral chamber is so cool because of its natural acoustics and sheer towering walls but the, the little one that they made us do was just insane mm. we we went down into this cave and there was a few things where you literally had to slide down on your back mm. uh, once you're down there there's no going back out and we ended up in this tiny little cavern there was, uh, it was Caroline, Jamie, myself, a cameraman and it wasn't Luke because he he pulled out um, and an assistant and and the the guide of course and he's pointing at this hole saying that's where we're going and I'm sitting there looking at this hole going you're all joking mm. there's no way I'm fitting through there I'm thinking I'm going to end up on the news you know fat blokes get stuck in cave dies, yeah dug out excavators dies, that, dies you know, to
0: death it's cost yeah, it's cost 10 million to get, dig the bloke
1: out so anyway <laughs> Caroline off she goes on a belly through this hole and I'm sitting there contemplating, how am I going to get through here? And all of a sudden, the cameraman lets out a dirty, great, big, oh, sloppy no, one. move on. We're not do that sort of jokes here. <laughs> and I'm just going, you beauty, I'm out of here. Mm. And off I went and made it through. It was amazing. And we also did some, um, what do you call it, abseiling. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, I've done that, actually, believe it or not. Yeah. Like the mountains years ago. I asked all the right questions. Is, is this rope load rated? Mm. I was a fair bit lighter in them days. Well, so Probably. was I, but, you know... Anyway. Okay, number seven, the Nullarbor Caves. Did you know that the Nullarbor Plain is home to the most caves of anywhere in the world? No. Underneath the Nullarbor Plain is just littered with caves. Really? The Nullarbor is what they call a karst landscape. Well, when you think about it, those caves would probably lead out to the ocean. Oh, there'd be plenty that would, no mm. doubt. So, yeah, it's called what they call a karst landscape. Karst, K-A-R-S-T, is basically where the topography... It's made up of a lot of soluble type of rocks so mm. things like gypsum and limestone. And have you stuff been like in that. any of those ones? I have not. That's that's right near the top of my list to go and check. Yeah, it out.
0: that'd be worth a while. But I mean, you know, we have to, off. I, have, we, well, I
1: personally just went over the Nullarbor.
0: It'd be good to. Be, I've been across. Can, haven't been under it. Well, but you know, exactly. So yeah. we might do that again. We're going over this year, so we might check it
1: out while we're at it. So I'd love to do that. But this cast landscape, this is the biggest cast landscape in the world, which is why it's home to so many caves because mm. all of the soluble material that's in there, it's been washed away over the. The millions of years, and um, it is huge. And again, fossils and things like that have been found in there. They've actually found fossils of a Tasmanian tiger in there as well. Yeah, right. Well, not just one, but so it shows that uh, the the thylacine wasn't just a Tasmanian native. It used to be on the the mainland as well, mm. which I mm. found very interesting. So there you go. That's that's the seven best caves in Australia. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you think there's a cave we missed or a cave that should have been in there instead. Yeah, well done. Tell us about it. Mm. That sounds great. I'll go check it out.
0: Yeah. Well that's it. And uh, and that's the thing. I mean like you say, that's seven of them and I'm tipping there's hundreds oh, of others. Hundreds hundreds
1: of others. Thousands, thousands. Mm. And you know what, the these are the little things I think that need people people hear about and then all of a sudden they put it in their itinerary, you know. We're mm. going out that way, let's just drop in and check yeah, that out. Yeah, exactly. That's why I wanted to, to touch on these sorts of things. So yeah, so next right. week I'll come up with something else.
0: That's what Mal Leland does a lot of. Yeah. You know, he allows time to sort of go down a side track and get
1: Absolutely, lost somewhere. Yeah, oh, he, that's...
0: He's big on that sort of thing—a bit of exploring and uh, for himself. And he, re- he highly recommends that. No, all very good, mate. Well, that's it. That's our caves. If you've got a cave that you've uh, did, did you, you know you... of, or one that we didn't mention, you can just let us know on the email. And we'll did did bring you it dig up. it? Was that the cave?
1: Oh, no. oh, come on, mate! I mean, I've
0: got to say, Ricky, comm- comedy's not really part of your repertoire, mate. mate
1: it's uh, all my best material wasted on you. I swear,
0: oh, it's all wasted somewhere in your mind. <laughs> Anyway, so (laughs) we certainly don't hear any of it here. But if you do have a cave somewhere where uh, you've been to and that you want to let us know about, you can do
1: that. Don't keep us in the dark. Tell us all about it.
0: Exactly. There is another one for you. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on Contact Us, and that email will come directly to us here, and we will respond to that. And we will let people know about those caves. So if you've got one you've been to, we're happy to do it. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we are doing a trip um, in March, Rico. Yep. Uh, There's a couple of things we want to bring up today, but this is one of them. Um, So if you want to come camping with us, we're going down to the Kings Point Retreat at Ulladulla. It's more than a caravan park. It's a fantastic premise. It's unbelievable. We're taking bookings of campsites, caravan sites, as well as cabins. So just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and um, send us your details and we'll be in touch. We'll lock your spot in and then somebody will talk to you and just double-check everything, send us through your details, your phone number, what site you like or what you'd prefer to have. You can book multiple sites if you've got a group. People have done that, and uh, it'll all be happening down there. Now, this is in an effort to do something, and this was one of the parks that was evacuated not only once but twice. It was basically just turned into turmoil. The fires came close. They were lucky enough to avoid uh, any damage, but they certainly did do some economic damage there, not just to the park but also to the town there at Ulladulla, a beautiful spot on the south coast. We can't go to all of them, we certainly will try to do a few. This is the first one, so if you want to come camping with us, um, you can certainly do that, you just need to, uh, it's on March 21st, so that's the Saturday, so from the 20th to the 22nd we'll be there. We're going to have a function on the Saturday night by the look of it, because it's been pretty popular, plenty of people have jumped on board, so we certainly will um, do something on the Saturday night. I'm now looking at doing a special edition of the camping and off-road radio show from there as well on the Saturday afternoon so we can uh, we may do that live from the park. Um there's going to be a medieval feast. <laughs> How good is that going to be? On the feast. Saturday night so just so <laughs> you I can just
1: a, see it now the duck pig at the on the spit of, the whole head thing. Head the table with a great big Oh yeah, leg.
0: apple in your mouth it spun yeah. around on a spit. <laughs> anyway, so that'll be all happening down there not me on the spit but it'll all be happening down there and uh, we're looking at some entertainment as well. So it's a great park, and um, bring the kids as well, because there's plenty for them to do there, big water-themed parks and all that stuff. And uh, there's even a bar and everything, and there's a pub in this park.
1: Yeah. Like, well, look, the South Coast is open for business. It that's, certainly is. That is the message we need to get across. Yeah,
0: so this is our bit. We'll go, and we're encouraging people to do that. Like we said, the four-wheel drive community as a whole is doing it. But if you want to come on the Ducks trip, all you need to do is go to Blue Collar bluecollarmedia.com dot com dot au click on contact us flick us all your details your site requirements and we'll lock you in come camping with us march 21 that's the saturday but it is march 20th till there's people actually booking in earlier in the week yeah it's great yeah it's fantastic so uh we'll be there from march 20 until the 22nd in fact i could probably even get there the 19th and just get down and settle in and yeah. Wait for everyone to turn up, or we may even meet a couple of people along the way and we'll all drive in together.
1: Yep, which and, might put
0: a bit of pressure on the, on the management staff at the and, office getting and, us in
1: and rock up into these towns with an empty fridge and an empty car. Yep. And Absolutely, get your fuel down there, get your bread, get your, yep. your drinks, everything yes. you need.
0: Yep, there certainly is plenty of great incentives around the pl- initiatives around the place at the moment. Plenty of people getting behind these sorts of things. This is our one, there are other trips as well, but this is our one. I know there's a trip the following week which I might just may go on by myself, and join, well, we'll just see how we go, but there are, like we say, there's plenty of these trips all happening around mid um, mid to the end of March, late March, and others, and I'm tipping that there'll be a lot more, so if you want to go on our trip, just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, March 20th twentieth to the 22nd at Aladala, and just I'll flick all your details there on the Contact Us um, tab there on the website, bluecollarmedia.com.au. Now, as we mentioned, we've got a bit happening this year, this is the first of our many podcasts for 2020. Obviously, we've had a bit of a break. We had a couple of little breaks because I was away working, as were you. I was over for the four-wheel drive shows in Adelaide and Perth last year, late in the year, and then uh, you had work commitments on, and then Christmas, New Year came around. That's right. But, mate, we've got a few big plans this year. One, we've got some plans for the podcast, which we'll tell you about in a sec. But you're going to be doing something completely new, and very, very exciting. Tell us about that.
1: Mate, we are. We're going to be doing uh, tag-along tours this year. Yeah, how good is that going to be? Well, you know, if you're crazy enough to want to come and travel with us, then uh, mm. happy days, you know. So, um, look, I've been working very hard behind the scenes on a new program, which is called Australia Rediscovered with Rico. Yep. Uh, and we are going to go and follow in explorer's footsteps and, and tell some of those great Australian early stories. Um. But aside from that, you know, and and every trip that we do, we're going to offer as a tag along. Mm. So the first season we're going to do on the story of Burke and Wills, mm. uh, you can then watch that and then join up, come do the tag along with us. Yeah, That'd be very cool. But in the meantime, we're also going to do other tag alongs as well. So, yeah. So when's the first one? The first one kicks off uh, on the thirtieth of March. Yep. And we're That's going not to. Not too be far away. Not too far away, mate. So we're going to be leaving Coffs Harbour. Uh, and and heading up north towards the border country there. yep uh, should be fun five days five nights the information will be on rico.com.au very shortly yep. if, if it isn't by the time this goes to air um, and we'll also have the itinerary up for a, a few other trips later in the year as well and and one and the big one that we're hoping to get happening is uh, the big red bash which we're hoping you'll join us on. yep so it should be fun mate lots I'm planning to do six or seven of these a year
0: yep. maybe more. How many people? Is so, with each trip, how many
1: spots will you have? Just depends on the trip, but uh, we're looking at around about ten vehicles. I yeah, think, okay. I don't, yeah. don't think we want to do too much more than yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Vic Whitman's Well, mate, he's had a lot of success with tag along tours. They're a great way to go away. I mean, if you want to get out there and explore Australia, they are a great idea because safety in numbers for a start.
1: Yeah, that's right. If you're
0: not sure, if you haven't done it before, and geez, I wouldn't mind doing you know, a, a, a trip out through, you know, the, the Channel Country and go out um, to... Yeah, and we're going to do those bigger, know, yeah, bigger trips. get yeah. out there and get to Birdsville Big Red Bash and all these things. And you get to camp on cattle properties and things like that along the way. The thing about the Big Red Bash, you mentioned that. For me, the best... Oh, it's great being there and it's a great event. It's it's now become something that is just... It's an iconic event. It's a must-do. Oh, it's, it's a must-do thing. But the for me... It's all about the trip to get there and the return
1: trip home. Oh, of course it is.
0: It's, it's more fun than the actual event. That's right. The, the event's just a bonus. Yep. It's it's given you a reason to go there. Even at people I met at, at Birdsville at the Big Red Bash who had done it as part of a bigger trip where they're on their way to Darwin and they've called in and done the Big Red Bash and then kept going and it's yep. things like that. But So that's the exciting part about it because you can camp off the side of the road. You can just pull in, like we say, Go and support a cattle station or a working yep. station in camp like Kulkara. You, know, you go in and camp there, and then you can camp behind the old pub. So you're doing all these extra things. You're helping things out on, you don't even realise you're doing it. You're helping out. That's right. You know, you're helping out that bush pub, and you're helping out that working property. And that's that's
1: going to be a big part of our thing as well with our tours. is um, I'm hoping to incorporate a lot of bush pubs mm. because I love them. Yeah, and if doesn't? I love them, I'm sure plenty of other people as well, well. But as you
0: know, we talk to one every week on the camping yeah. show, and it's a big thing we've done for years. We've spoken to over 150 pubs now. There you go. It's amazing. And, uh, that's you, outrageous. And, and I can tell you now, with some of those publicans, they really have some stories. It surprises me the amount of pubs in the bush that aren't run or owned by career publicans. Yep. A lot of oh, them yeah, are a change we've of life. Come across situation. plenty of those as well, yeah. Yeah, so um, no, that's a great idea. So look, mate. we'll be so.
1: visiting plenty of the places that we've been to. With the Off Road Adventure Show over the years. Yep. Um, so, my offsider for these is going to be Dingo Dave, yep. uh, who also did the last five years of the Off Road Adventure Show, a lot of it behind the scenes, but yep. he was on camera quite a bit as well. Yep. So, he and I are going to be leading these tours. Um, you know, we'll be sharing everything that we've learnt and, and, and creating some real experiences that you won't get anywhere else. That's so, when you come along, we'll have some stuff sorted out and set up and ready to go that you're just not going to experience anywhere else unless you're on one of these tours yeah. with
0: us. Yeah, how good's that?
1: So, yeah, we're really excited about it, mate. I think it's going to be a heap of fun. There's nothing better than travelling with a group of like-minded people who are yep. all out there for the same reason. Well, that's
0: the thing, and I noticed when I talked to Vic Widman, who runs Great Divide Tours, now what happens there is you make mates on these things. So you you you, you put this trip together, your first one starts off at Coffs Harbour. There'll be people who will do that five-day, five-night trip with you who will stay in touch. Yep, They'll travel back from... From the, you know, so you're going to Texas in Queensland, that's where you'll end up. Then they'll say, well, mate, we might as well travel back together. Yep. And then three weeks or four weeks later, they're off on a weekend together because they've become mates on these trips. And that's the good thing about it, spreading the word, you know. So it was a great idea if you want to go trekking around the country with Rico. You just go to the website, Rico, and it'll all be there.
1: Yeah, that's right, rico.com.au. Yep. All the information will be up there by the end of this week.
0: Yeah, good stuff. So that'll be up, and as well as prices, things like that, what you need to take with you. Um, but obviously, the first thing you need is your car, and the second thing you need is the fuel card, which would be the credit the credit <laughs> card or the, the ATM card. you need away a couple other go. things.
1: you need a sense of adventure yep. and a sense of humour.
0: Absolutely. So we, you need to do that. So if you want to get away with Rico, how good will it be? You can do that now. Um, was there a name for the... Um, Australia Rediscovered Tagalong Tours. There you go. What a great name. So you'll be able to go to rico.com.au. All the details will be there. And if you wanted, always wanted to do one of these trips and you weren't too sure, you'll be able to do it now. You'll be able to jump on and, uh, and go along with Rico. And like I say, safety in numbers. If something happens to a vehicle, um, you know that you've got plenty of support there to help you out, and you're not out there on your own, which is a great thing.
1: Absolutely.
0: Safety in numbers. I always say that, especially when some of the outback trips that you can do, it is great to go along with um, with other people. So that's a great thing. Good thing, mate. I think you'll find that'll be successful for you. There'll be plenty of people who want to go with Rico. I could imagine some of them.
1: Yeah, that, that, that boggles my mind, to be honest.
0: Yeah, some of them would be a little bit, you know. Rico's Redneck Tour. Why don't you do one of them? Get a few of your bush, bushy mates. <laughs> oh, your... you'd have to be on that one. Oh, I'd be on that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, do one, you know, a couple of the old b boys and get them out oh, there. Oh,
1: your idea. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Oh mate, I've got so many so many destinations and uh and experiences planned mm. that it isn't funny. Yeah, exactly, mate. So uh
0: uh, so that'll be a big thing this year. Any other trips? I suppose you'll be pretty full on doing. If you only know, do six or seven, that's
1: yeah. Every couple of months there'll be something going on. Yeah, so exactly right. And, that's um, the plan? Yeah, well, let me know about the
0: Birdsville one because we would be keen to look at that. I've actually uh, we'll, got it.
1: We'll lock the details in with uh, with old mate shortly, and yeah, yep. that'll be up on the website as well.
0: Yep. Uh, that's it. So we've actually got a big year planned ourselves. We'll be doing um, a lot of work. Um, myself with the Queensland caravan shows that are around the place. Um, not yeah, so there's, much. There's a few of th- them. There's isn't a there? heap of them, mate. <laughs> I, have locked in some days. It's going to be pretty busy, and um, which will mean that we'll probably take the camping show on the road for all of that as well. Um, and basically, and that's for eco pots. And if you've done it, what an eco pot is, just Google that eco pot. They're a thermal cooker, I'm doing a bit of work for them, so we'll... Uh, yeah, I might have to grab a, a couple for have, But I'm into it, let me tell you yeah. something, I'm into it. I mean, I've even done a food handling course.
1: Wow. Because like really? we're
0: going to be doing the cooking, yep. not that I'll be doing that, I'll be just sort of watching, but I'll be handing it out. Hey mate, try a bit of this and yeah. do all that and...
1: I, I did for the last five years at the National 4x4 shows, I did a cooking demo every day. Yep. Those things, they're great fun.
0: Yeah, well, this is, uh, this is all in the eco-pot, so basically we'll, we'll be taking that around to the shows and doing some other stuff, and then later in the year, we've got the um, Sydney, Adelaide and four-wheel drive shows again. I can't wait for that. Yeah, they're great. They're certainly great shows, and Woodsy and his team uh, put in a big effort there. One other thing we want to do this year, is, and, uh, and we will start to do it sooner than later, is stream this podcast live.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Now, we can stream it live on Facebook, or we can even stream it on YouTube. We'll probably just do it on Facebook to start off with Yeah, I think first. so, mate, yeah. And um, I want to stream it live, and we'll do it, and we'll prove the fact that we normally do this podcast from the bar in the shed.
1: Yep, that's right. How
0: good would it be? We'll be sitting in there, I'll have my twoies new, you'll have your cider.
1: Yeah, they'll get to see us in all our
0: glory. Yeah, and uh, so we 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 want to. I don't we, know why
1: you'd want to do that, but anyway,
0: well, we, uh, that's what we thought we'll do. So we'll set up in the bar, in the shed, and do the podcast from there and yeah. stream it live. So we'll, if we'll you introduce do, you to Bluey. So you intru- <laughs> absolutely, we will introduce you to Bluey. Now, we do, now, what what it'll mean is because we do this through the week. If you want to watch it, you'll have to have a sticky. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or go downstairs. or of course, yeah. you can watch the replay later because it'll still be on the, on Facebook. And, yeah, that's right. And the like. So, uh, but we certainly will be streaming the podcast live, which I think will be.
1: I think it'll be all right. I like it'll be a bit of fun, mate.
0: Yeah. So people can see what we do. They see when I push the wrong button, like I did earlier, <laughs> and all of that, and uh, and see that we just make it up. There's no scripts here. No. We just do it. So um, I think that'll be exciting and just add a little bit more to it. Yeah. Stream live the podcast. From the bar.
1: Fun and games. Yeah, it's a bit,
0: not a bad bar either. It's a bit of an Outback type bar.
1: Oh, mate, I've never met a bar I didn't love.
0: Yeah, so um, that'll be the go. So we'll do that as well. But um, apart from that, a couple of other things before we get out of here. We, um, we've got that trip like we say in March. Now this week we're, I'm off to Tamworth for the Country Music Festival. Well, that's going to be a beauty. Got a lot of people go to that, mate, that listen to this.
1: Mate, the, the day before the Tamworth music starts, uh, James Blund was doing a cruise in Sydney Harbour. So I'm going to that.
0: The day before.
1: The day before. That's right. Will he make
0: it to the festival? I'll let you know. (laughs) It won't be my fault if he doesn't. (laughs) You know, fair enough. Well, anyway, I'll be. Or uh, it might. (laughs) We're going to be doing some some live radio shows up there for Kicks Country Radio and Nine's Radio NTS. So, how's the pressure with live radio? know oh, that's better I like it you like it yeah I like it better than pre-recorded stuff a fan. yeah yeah live radio well you just do it and I mean it's more it's real it's it's like this yeah well even even when we pre-record stuff we just treat it as if it is live I yeah. mean yeah live radio is good and uh, and done a little bit done a bit of that in my lifetime so uh certainly look forward to doing that we did a live show just before Christmas as you know down at the Hawksbury pub yeah that's right yeah the Country Christmas we did that and uh down Does now, they' do a good feed there they do. They've got this lunch special down there, which is a ripper. I think it's 10 bucks: steak, chips and salad. It's right. not bad. That's a cracker of a pub. Yeah. Well, I said you should just make it, you know, 12 bucks with a schooner. Trade yeah. his lunch. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, but um, that's what they, we did. One that. always
1: turns into two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then three and then <laughs> four and then the afternoon's gone. But... um, yeah, so uh, basically if you're around, if you're heading to, because obviously we'll put this podcast up, you'll be listening to it before the Tamworth Country Music Festival, which kicks off this week. Uh, if you're around, make sure you're popping. Say so day. We'll be doing a live show from West Club on the first Sunday of the event, and then on Australia Day, another live radio show from Peel Street at the Kicks Radio Stand. They're right in the middle of everything there at Tamworth, which will be a bit of a wrap-up after the Golden Guitar Awards and everything else. So make sure you come and see us there in Tamworth. Anything else doing, Rico?
1: No, mate, I'm going to have my hands full, obviously, uh, organising these tours and, mm. and getting the show happening and organising sponsors with that and yep. all the fun stuff that goes along behind the scenes there.
0: Yeah, no, good stuff. So that's our first podcast for this year. Like we said, if you want to go on Rico's along tours, check out the website. All the details will be up later in the week. So what date would that be?
1: Uh, probably by Thursday or Friday, mate. Yeah, what's yeah, the, the date, the date? What's the date? You know the thing about this time of year? I've got no idea what the date is today. 13th of January it is today. There you go. So, you know... Monday. This will probably go out live on Tuesday. It'll probably go, that'll go
0: up. It'll go up. We'll put it up tonight.
1: We'll put it up tonight?
0: Yeah, so it'll go up, so people will be able to get onto that. So, anyway, look out for that. Buy the, so, you'll be a safe bet by, say, the 20th. it It'll be Everything will be up there.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah, so uh, go on yeah. ricko.com.au.
1: Just trying to, trying to t- t- you know, tie up the last couple of little special... Yeah, cross the T's and dot the last t- I's. A couple of little special things that we've got planned that you just won't get anywhere else. Yeah, exactly I promise right. you
0: that. I'll tell you one thing I wanted to bring up, which we can bring up next week and talk about. It's a bit random. You know when you go... I was in a bottle-o the other day, believe it or not, believe it or <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, no. Right? Anyway, it was a little bottle-o, and it was, you know when you go to the door and it's got push-pull, you know, like... Why is it with these shops like Bottolo's, the ones without the electronic doors with the sensors, why do they have pull on the way out?
1: Yeah, that makes no sense, does it?
0: Mate, and it happens all the time. Because
1: you're going to have your hands full. You've got
0: your hands full, you've got a, you know, you've got a carton, we're walking out with the carton, with the box.
1: Maybe it's because... Probably a few other goodies, like you know a couple of nightcap bourbon cans. If someone's trying to, about to come in and you just push the door open, you're going to knock
0: them out. No, no, it, we'll make it happen either way. So as far as I'm concerned, whoever comes up with that idea needs to change it, where you pull the door to walk in and then as you walk out, it's a lot easier to push the door open because you well, can lean your shoulder into it and just push it open. the
1: fancy electric doors. say, so
0: you... Yeah, not all shops have those. Yeah. But I mean, whoever invented them's a genius. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I did say we get sidetracked here. But I just thought of it the other day <laughs> as I was walking out the door. I thought... You're a thinker. What imbecile would have designed the door this way? I mean, I had a couple of goodies and a box of cans and I'm trying to open the door. Where well, you could have just lent on it and a it went out the other goodies.
1: way. I can imagine you had a great big packet of salt and vinegar chips. As no, no, there was none of that. And some beef jerky. And no,
0: no, I don't get into the beef jerky. you a beef jerky No, man. I wish I could. Because yeah. I love
1: the idea of it. i got a
0: mate of mine who makes it.
1: Yeah, I know plenty of blokes that do that. Yeah. No, no.
0: I've never really been. I've never. Been, it's I've, too hard. Too much It's like very salty, work.
1: isn't it? Too much hard work.
0: Uh, yeah, I, look, I know a lot of people love it. Isn't it very salty? Well, uh, the one I tried was just like cardboard. Bloody horrible. Man, I've never really been into the beef jerky. I've got to say, I mean, I'm a bit of a, you
1: know. T- this this is going to turn into some sort of controversy. We'll get emails about this.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I know. You can see, I mean, If you love your beef jerky, send us an email. Tell us the best one to try. Yeah, what's, we'll what's it. a good one to try? What yeah. we can do, when, we, when we're filming the podcast, streaming it live, we can actually do a taste test yeah. of beef jerky. Beautiful. We won't Beautiful. be doing anything like chilies or anything like that. Well, I'll tell,
1: I'll tell you what, while we're doing that, and this is something that I've mentioned before, and you pay me out because I don't drink beer. Now, I am really jealous of all of the beer drinkers out there because there is such a world of beer to be discovered, Mm. especially once you get into the craft beers and things like that. I'm not a fan of those. Oh, you said you tried that Mexican thing that was good. But the the beauty of it is there is, there is things to try. There's so Mm. many, there's literally countless beers to try. Mm. And I'm jealous of that. Mm. Now, I would love to start a beer journey. A what? A beer journey. Yep. I would love to be able to get to the point where I can enjoy a beer because I like
0: it. Right, okay.
1: At the moment, I can't even stand the smell of it. you could, well, you could be a craft what, beer, man. What, what would be a good beer for me to try? <sighs> Mate, I've got to... T- let's put it out there. Give us your suggestions.
0: Mate, well, yeah, exactly. I've got no idea. I mean, I'm a Tui's new man. I'll tell you what I didn't mind when I was in Perth, the old emu export.
1: So even the, the, smell, the smell of a, of a Tuohy's New or a VB makes me want to gag.
0: Yeah, no. Well, mate, I've got to tell you. I, the look, closest
1: thing I've come to anything that's palatable was, um, have you heard of Black Bear Barbecue? Yeah. So these guys that are Sydney-based, so apologies for everyone else around the country, but these guys do the most amazing smoke. We smear. should get him on. Oh, they're legends, yeah,
0: I suppose. Know, yeah, I know. I was talking to our mate from, from there the other day. I mean, we should get him on. I mean, that's one of the most popular things getting around this part of the world. Absolutely. Because they take it, the black bear barbecue, they
1: take it on the road. Yeah, they do pop-ups everywhere. They yeah, pubs and stuff like that, but they've got the most amazing pork belly and briskets and, and all of that American style, you know, low and slow. It's just phenomenal. And they're killing it, absolutely mm. killing it. They're, mm. Actually, they're killing it to the point where they brought out a couple of their own beers. Mm. So one of them is actually made with, they, they get the malt, and they smoke it themselves, give mm. it back to the brewer, and he makes the beer with it. So yeah, it's right. a smoked malt beer. So and you tried that? Did I you? tried that, and look, I, I'm not going to say I liked it, but I wasn't repulsed. Yeah, right. You know, I could actually put it in my mouth and drink it. Whereas, you know, if you put a VB in front of me, I couldn't even take a sip. Yeah.
0: No, fair enough. Well, like I said, I'm a twoies man. I just drink that.
1: I love it. Yep. Well, there you go. Love it. Twoies new. I know. I remember that time we we went camping and mm. spent the next morning picking up all your cans. Yeah, I
0: know you picked them up. I was going to do that. Yeah, until I saw yeah. you doing it, and I just pretended I was busy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget if you want to, we, we were supposed to be going about ten minutes ago. So that is our first podcast for this this year, and like we say, we've got some plans to do some wonderful things with it this year. One, streaming it live so you can actually watch it as well as listen to it, and um, we will uh, do that hopefully um, the next time. Now, look, I'm off to Tamworth, so we, we might even we may even be another week before we get into that. But at least we've got this one uh, out of the way. Shazza will return this year as well. New but beauty. She started the new honey business up there.
1: Yeah, I saw that on Facebook.
0: Facebook. So we'll get Shazza on and uh, and find out what's going on with her. She's pretty popular, Shazza. And I've got to do the marriage celebrant course if I'm to do the wedding for we her later get, in the year. We need year.
1: to get her into the bar for a live thing.
0: Yeah, we can get her down here and get That'd her onto the bar. That would be a good job to make us look bad.
1: <laughs> that wouldn't be hard. <laughs> You just put a couple of beers on the. You bar know, she and make was she bad. was
0: on one of those modelling shows with Australia's next top model or whatever it is. Yep, yep. she she make us look worse than what we actually do if we get her on?
1: Like, like we need any help, gee whiz,
0: mate. She, we. I remember years ago we got a photo with with her and Ruthie. There was the, the three of us in a photograph because she used to produce the Ruthie program, and yeah. the photo we put. The, and obviously, and what it did, it turned. It looked like Ruthie and I had fallen out of a plane and then stood up and took the photo. It just it was, the original <laughs> rose between two. Oh, threes. mate, it's terrible. So it looked like that we'd just fall off the back of a ute somewhere <laughs> or the back of a truck and rolled along the road, got up, dusted ourselves off, and then stood with with, with uh, Shazza for the photo. But yeah, no, so she'll be a part of the podcast as we move along. And uh, so we certainly do look forward to streaming that live. To you, you can be a part of the podcast as well simply by going to the email. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on contact us, and we will respond to that email as well as um, even put some of those emails out there. If you've yeah, got your caves absolutely. from this week or any suggestions, the beers, things you'd like us to talk about, you can, uh, yep, talk, talk anything at all think that you want us to cover here, you can certainly do that on email bluecollarmedia.com. Now, don't forget, too, if you want to go on a bit of a trip this year, tag along with Rico. You can do that, and all you need to do is um, go to rico.com.au. You'll have all the details there for the um, for the tag-along tours. Like we said, the first one is from Coffs Harbour to Texas in Queensland. It'd be a great trip in five days and five nights with Rico and Dingo Dave.
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Ding, yeah. Dingo's a good bloke to travel with actually. Yeah, know, he, no, good he's, stuff. He's a school teacher, so he can is te- he? he can teach you stuff along the way. Yeah, what does he teach? Uh, a bit of everything. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I will have to ask him.
0: Hear about the cross eyed school teacher? No. Nah. He was punted because he couldn't, he couldn't control, control his, his pupils. pupils. That oh. is the podcast <laughs> for this week. Don't forget you can be a part of it. bluecollarmedia.com.au. click on contact us and send us your feedback. We love that. There until next time. If you see us out there somewhere, come up and say good day.